smash, crash, stars rush by as we hyperspace through to the zone that we call frame rate. The show where we rate (laughs) frames. Today we're zoning about fucking Galaxy Quest. And that's why I tried to imitate a hyperlight travel sequence and failed yeah so get the the travel goo all over your body because we're taking you to the final frontier we are recording this entire episode encased in goo i hope you appreciate our dedication yeah our cocoon our gooish cocoon because this is this stuff's definitely gonna give us cancer right oh yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this will be the final episode of frame rate yeah yeah and (laughs) where we'll fight scaly monsters exactly Mm -hmm. So Galaxy Quest. Oh. What about it? Ah, uh, so nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Is what I'm saying. It's one of those, you know, fun romps that just kind of like it's the gift that keeps giving. I've, mm-hmm. yeah. I you said you watched it like twenty times. Yeah. I've probably watched it a, well. a dozen times. It's every few years I'm like, oh yeah, Galaxy Quest. And it's doesn't have anything crazy to say. It's just a well crafted joke movie. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is a perfect movie for what it sets out to do. It accomplishes exactly. all of its goals as well as it possibly could have. Like I precisely, I just rewatched it with a friend of mine who had never seen it and had been a little bit worried coming up to it because I hadn't seen it in like two years. Like, is this gonna be like watching Firefly last year was for me, where I'm like, <laughs> ooh boy, some of this shit don't hold up. Some of it doesn't, and some of it still does. Like I. Are you I about know. Galaxy Quest or Fire? Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just got to say, I also rewatched Firefly and was yeah. like, Joss Whedon's not the genius I thought he was no. all the time. But episodes like Trash and The Message still are as good as you thought they were. But there's a bunch of weak episodes in between that you glossed over in yes. your memory. I'm a, I'm a War Stories and Out of Gas mm. man, personally. And Objects in Space. Uh, objects in Space, I enjoy. Yeah, no, all yeah. those. I'm not... I just plucked. The There's first only ones thirteen. That came to me. Yeah, right. And we named five that I think are the best ones. And if you watch the rest, you're like, some of this is really there are swings some and misses. Serious low points, and yeah. the action is like, I mean, it just be, I, and I think some of that's unfair because it was good TV action for its time, yes. and Buffy they level have gotten action, yeah. better at making action in television. TV now. had not hit its quote unquote golden era, right? You know. There wasn't any season one true detectives yet. There wasn't, yeah. you know, like necessarily all the, like if Deadwood were to be made now, I, I'm i not saying it would be like a Game of Thrones, but it would probably get more than three seasons. You think? Well, they're, re- they're making a movie. Of Deadwood? Yeah, I heard that. I think it's too smart, yeah. which is mean to say to everyone in the world, but... I'm shocked we got three seasons. And, like, I'm always shocked the rest of the development continues because I think it's, like, too smart and good for the people to even deserve to get. It pisses me <laughs> off because it only got... It only needed one more. Deadwood? Yeah. I think Deadwood could have done five. Yeah, but I think four would have been perfect. But maybe that's just because Breaking Bad and The Wire have set that template in my mind of, like, and I guess that's the right number of seasons to get in, get and out. You, and it's, it's got to end with the burning of the town. I mean, that's... Of course. ...what happened. Yeah. So, like, that's where it was going yeah. is George Hurst arrives with his Pinkerton army and just burns everyone and kills everyone. And that's the end of the series. And that's the end Evil of it. Evil wins. Yeah. And, and Al Swearingen dies in Denver, like, nine years later. Yeah, with a knife in his hand. And Shot in the back of the head, though, in a bar, right? Mm-hmm. By yeah. someone he pissed off. <laughs> all, all thanks to Calamity Jane's uh, autobiography. Best character. Yeah. Oh, you mean that's how we know everything about that's Deadwood? That's how we know everything about Deadwood mm-hmm. is the, a writer followed Calamity Jane. Anyway, that's, does Galaxy Quest hold up? That was the topic on, yes. the, on the table. Yeah, sorry, and I and think we're was... delighted to report that, yeah, it doesn't lose its luster. Even the so- even the special effects really holds up. Like, that's true. I, yeah, there bad. were no shots the in there. The CG yeah. children minors yeah. shots, those Perfectly are all good. acceptable stuff. Uh, the rock monster yeah. is all solid. You know, I feel that way about Dragonheart. The dragon effects are still good. Is that the Jeremy Irons or the The Sean Sean Connery? Connery. Yeah, okay. I am the last dragon. I am the last dragon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that one holds up too. I remember, I I like that movie. I don't know if Galaxy Quest will hold up for generations to come, like an all-time classic, but I do feel uh, that it holds up so well because it's startlingly ahead of its time. Structurally and tone-wise, It like if it came out today, the effects would have to be updated slightly. But it would fit right in with all the Marvel movies and like Guardians of the Galaxy and shit. And there was very, there were very few films of that tone at that time. 
like we had romps, but this was a different kind of, it's going to be an epic effects driven roller coaster ride. That is also a light comedic romp. And that's now the dominant form of film. Right. And I think galaxy quest almost doesn't get enough credit because they knew that before it even started happening. And unlike about 80% of the movies that meet that broad description that come out today, every character has an arc. Every character right. goes through something yep. and changes. It's like a, like it's a movie. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's, have you guys seen the new like Jumanji a, yet? No. no. It feels a lot like that. Like I think kids today will grow up thinking Jumanji really holds up. Really? Um, That's yeah. Good and it was yeah, it's great. like Yeah. Yeah, it does it's a romp and it doesn't fuck up and that's all you expected, you know, it, like right. there's nothing glaringly bad. Uh but it was interesting structurally and this is I think Galaxy Quest is perfect like you're saying. There's four characters and they all have very clear promise scenes, A scenes, which is I'm addicted to my phone so I don't have any real friends. I'm a nerd so I don't have a girlfriend, blah 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 blah. 3 out of the 4 get very clear wrap-up scenes in the end. And then there's one character who in the beginning is like, I cheat on tests and I just got caught. So they kicked me off the football team and that's all I've ever been good at. And I have great inferiority about my intellect. And by the end, this is the Kevin Hart character. Never mentioned, like, you don't even know if he's still kicked off the football team. So I just like little structural shit like that bugs me. So I was an eagle eye for that in Galaxy Quest because I feel like if you're going to do a thing that's, let's be honest is paint by numbers like it's oh, yeah. the plot consists the plot complexity is like a young adult novel level so it's all just about the little execution things and like you can't fuck up at all like if you're going to present a dish i watch a lot of cooking shows that only has four ingredients the new rule is you can't have fucked anything up at all like the scrutiny right, is right. increased and so galaxy quest i think stands the test of time because it's crazy how little how it didn't fuck up at all. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's a perfect movie. It's not like a great film or whatever. If you want to make that, it's not Lawrence of fucking Arabia or whatever. But it like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any mistakes. That's so yeah. funny because you weren't here for this, and we just referenced yeah. Lawrence yeah. Arabia because we were saying I've been running a lot of polls to get a feel for what the frame rate audience wants to hear us talk about. And the first time it was like a great film, a weird horror movie. And Princess Bride, and Princess Bride won by 100% of the vote. And this time it was like, Galaxy Quest, Magnolia, I love you, Daddy. And they're like, Galaxy Quest. Like, this is the shit people want, mm -hmm. is Princess Bride and Fun Galaxy romps. Quest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was, I guess part of why, we were talking about this earlier, because we just recorded the Magnolia podcast, yeah. which is one of Abe's favorite movies. Yes. And Galaxy Quest is one of my favorite movies. And I say that, like, there's nothing deep about life or the universe in this film. It is not a, a great work of human art that will, will be there for generations to come. But when I saw it, like, I was a huge Star Trek nerd as a kid. Like, I'm still a giant Star Trek nerd. And I'm not... I don't, I don't like Discovery. I, I'm not like, uh, I'm not, I didn't even like Voyager that much. Like I'm TNG, TNG? in the original series. Like, Did you like USS Callister? I loved the USS Callister. Okay. I thought that was wonderful. And I like uh, Seth, I don't like Seth MacFarlane normally, but I like the Orville. The Orville's, oh. yeah, it's exactly what I want. Interesting yeah, stuff. I don't. It's ex hmm? I, you should give it a shot. Have I've, you seen it? I've watched four episodes. Okay, okay. that's a shot. And they what got, grates me is not, it's it's just I do not like the way the man writes and I don't like yeah. the jokes he makes. My my favorite thing anymore. is the cut up that ever that w hit the internet uh, of every time he inhales or exhales because uh, that's no, how he that's thinks his of thing. acting. Yeah, he goes like, <sighs> look, yeah, <sighs> yeah, hey. You know, it's always that exhale and stuff. It's it's true that he's not a great actor, but to uh, me, it's the writing. There's a scene where like they're introducing. Though he's flirtatiously like introducing his doctor character by right. having him go, you don't think I have the balls to pilot this ship? And she goes, well, as the doctor, I'll have to inspect your balls. And I'm like, fucking Starfleet people would not talk like this. Yeah. And I know that it's a comedy version of it, but that's not even funny on point sci-fi humor. Right. It's just American or it's just like family guy balls jokes. But now we're on a TNG set. It's not enough for me. I'll I think you'll find because I don't know if you're with me on this. Like the first four episodes, that's a shot. I'm yeah. not going to say you don't. You know, like you need to like you put four anything. hours into it. But, like, um, no one can ask they, for more. They, <laughs> these the second half of season one is far superior. Okay. Yeah. In every way to the first half because they leaned into, and it's clear that that's probably what they're going to do for the following seasons. 
uh, leaned into like these bottle episodes of like, here is a very interesting take on a very complex, like kind of South Park esque. Yeah. Like they have one about like transgender. They have one about like, or just gender roles in uh, general uh, that they like, placate both sides and fuck with and so Mm -hmm. it's like it feels like a tng episode where you have like yeah you arrive on a planet and there's the you know they're racist against each other but they're really just the same you know like but they found an interesting parables little parables yeah it's it's not it's i will say one thing i will say is that for where it is if you compare it to tng it is certainly no worse than where tng was at the end of its, right. or at 10 or 11 episodes into its first season. Because yeah, the pe- let's remember the episode mm-hmm. where everybody gets high and yar fucks data. Right. Like that, TNG <laughs> w- did not start off like a firecracker. Right, but yeah. history is cumulative, and I have yeah. a higher standard because this show is made by people who all can watch TNG but what, and learn from it. And there's areas where they have and areas where they haven't. Mm-hmm. There are areas like there's one I will say I don't I'm not going to spoil anything, but it has the best joke I've ever seen by far in the robotic crew member doesn't understand humor all the way. Okay, the there, prank one. Yeah, it's the yeah. prank one. That's it's perfect. It's better than any version of that joke <laughs> TNG joke. ever did. It, they 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 really nailed it. And Red Dwarf and Hitchhiker's Guide. Definitely Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. I, yeah, I haven't seen enough of Red Dwarf. Yeah, I could I couldn't say with Red Dwarf, but, but it, it's a it's a good joke. It's like, not it's necessarily a, an update, yeah. but for what's on Sci-Fi, uh, not the channel, but just in general the genre, the milieu. Like, the milieu. like it's doing a lot better than I'd say. A, discovery or yes. you know like they're all doing narratives Ma- that are just like pulp macaroni and cheese and cut off hot cut up hot dogs are not like good food by anyone's standards but if i am hungry uh i will enjoy every bite and mm. there is nothing no one else is even trying to do what tng used to do what yeah. star trek used to oh, do. oh i thought discovery was i haven't seen it no it's no. just a straight narrative it's like a uh, war story type thing. Yeah, yeah which is it's, more the original series and it the just new rebooted yeah. itself in a way that might make it interesting but so far it's not i've I, been watching it because i want to make sure if what i if i'm right or yeah not. <laughs> the the best thing star trek ever had and ever has and ever will have going for it is asking really interesting questions right um right and like can Gene Roddenberry get away with touching me like that? Is that fine? <laughs> Wait, did that? Oh. I've heard some yeah. rumors about Gene Roddenberry yeah. as well. I mean, but he was never, because he fought against a lot of the good stuff in T and G. Whatever. Did he? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, bah. But like. Uh, uh, no more heroes, man. Nobody, nobody, nobody eh, dude, fucking Picard's still a hero. I mean, there's yeah. that yeah. Pakistani kid you just told us about. He's a fucking what? hero. Out during the break. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying... I thought you were no, saying... Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart molested a Pakistani no, kid. No, that was no, going to no, be like, no, don't no. do that to me today, Michael. No, I'm saying real-life heroes abound. Most of them are dead by assassination, but yes. there are heroes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I just love this very specific pa- a Pakistani oh, yeah. kid. Man, we found a big... That would be big for me. If, if I found Patrick out Stewart Stewart molested a fucking... Molested a kid, I'd be like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah we're just talking... Yeah. That would crush me, yeah. Because it's funny, Tony I have Shalhoub been trying to think be, who would hurt yeah. me the most. Uh, which is not how to think Patrick about this, Stewart, of course, yeah. because yeah. the victims deserve all the justice they can get, for and sure. our support is with them. But you do try to think like, who do I just hope is not a monster? Wow, Patrick, Stewart. Patrick Stewart's yeah. up there, yeah. I've accepted Bill Murray probably is. I've accepted that Bill Murray not only that, but is probably like a raging asshole in real life yeah. and is full of himself and vain yeah. and shit. I probably don't like Bill Murray. Yeah. And I always wanted to because he's the emblematic, cool, slovenly comedian, which is my yeah. persona. But <laughs> let's be all clear. We know nothing about Bill Murray. Yeah, Except, I know nothing about No, but oh, the shit like, you hear yeah. about the Caddyshack shoot is widely oh, corroborated, and I'm saying literally doing that, like hiring a deaf assistant yeah, yeah. so that he couldn't get called to set because he wanted to drink and fuck around. Um, to me, that's already like, I'm not saying that's the same as right. uh, being a sex predator, but I would already, if I knew you in my personal life, say you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I love to party, but everyone's here waiting on set to do the thing. Be Can responsible. you just come today and do the Like, you're still an asshole. Yeah, yeah in Groundhog Day, they, uh, Ramus called him the Murricane. Right, because yeah. he really uh, gets off on the fact that like you don't know if I'm going to show up sober or straight, and you don't know when I'm going to show up, and when I show up, I'm still going to do a good job. And I'm like, I bet you do. I see it in the movies. You do mm-hmm. do a good job. Mm-hmm. 
you're, no, he, you're not a, not an asshole though. <laughs> well, he's he's like he's like I don't know to bring up a not very good movie. He's like he's like Hancock. You know, he's a superhero, <laughs> and his superpower is perfect delivery. Sure, like Bill Murray will every every time he delivers a line, like fucking when he the the scene in Ghostbusters where he's like, it's true, this man has no dick. Like it'll be, it couldn't have been done better. <laughs> Right, because it's not yeah. even that strong of a line. He makes the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's everything with his face, and it doesn't. It doesn't even work if you just hear it. And you how have little to he see cares. His yeah. cheeks, the whole package. Like, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. a funny man. And uh, <laughs> uh, getting back to the Galaxy Quest. Yeah, like we were talking about how like it's crazy how Tim Allen, and we've like kind of forgotten. Run me down. I know it's something with Coke. I know on Home Improvement oh, he was on Coke. He, is no, that all that no, he's arrested for? No, 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 for no. Coke? He was he was arrested in an airport trying to smuggle Coke, and he sold out the other people he was doing it with, so he wouldn't get jail time. Like he put other people in prison, right. so he wouldn't get in trouble, Speak, so his career could continue. Yeah, it was, or it could start really, because I don't think he'd done anything. Really oh, at that really? Point. Yeah. Oh, so he didn't eat, like not even cashing in celebrity status at that point. No. He, he's just he a just bad turned friend. on people yeah. and put them in prison. It's just publicly yeah. known that he's a very bad friend. Which yeah, exactly. Feels very tame in terms of like yeah. everything. As far as else. I know, he's well, never he, molested anybody. Did he grope them on the coke? No. 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 All right, Tim Allen. Yeah, as heard far that. as you're a goddamn hero. See, I he's just a narc. He's like, just a narc. Yeah. yeah. See, here, uh, you guys were talking because this whole conversation got started with like the the pulp of like a like a popcorn movie or of a quote unquote perfect film. I, I think I think there's more credit to Galaxy Quest than we're giving it. I would actually, you know, it's one of your favorite movies, yeah. Robert, but like the there is some heart in it. Um I, I think it was doing a lot more than a movie of its ilk, like meaning like a kind of like fun little adventure ditty that doesn't have a lot of action but is kind of like got comedy going on. Like, in that genre, I mean, I wouldn't call it a genre, I guess, but, like, of those types of movies that were coming out at the time in the late mm -hmm. 90s, early 2000s, uh, it has a very strong arc of, yeah. like, being a family and, you know, like, the redemption story of the Tim Allen character. Like, just the idea that he was totally an asshole and uh, he's separated from his friends and then did the right thing. And then and even the, the culmination, back. like the right. last scene where he's like, you all take a bow. Yeah, it's not that much. It's not adding much, but I, my heartstrings are a little yeah. bit pulled. I and would argue that heart is different than having a momentous insight into the human experience yeah, well, of life yeah. itself. So I still would differentiate it from something like Magnolia or... Absolutely, but right. I'm saying of movies of like, like look at another Justin Long picture. Yeah. like Because like Jumanji also tugs your heartstrings, or, you know, 20 minutes from the end when it's supposed to. They like know how uh, to do it. the movie I was thinking of was like accepted. That's like a perfect version of something that like that's not a bad movie. I don't remember. Can you? Yeah, Justin Long starts a fake college. That's right. To tr okay. To trick and but like it try it, it tries to have heart, but like its heart is not there really. Yeah. And it's because in that type of movie where it's like a comedic kind of I keep using the word romp, but um, in. Galaxy Quest, there is an actual. Also everyone has Justin an Long, arc, right? huh? Justin Long also in Galaxy Quest yes. is one of the super yes. nerds. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and each of the main team, even down to Sam Rockwell's guy yeah. character, has like we were mentioning at the beginning of this. His name is Guy. <laughs> is Do I have a last name? Do I? You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> uh, even that, like it. they all have like that Rondo format. And mm. by that, I mean like they go a B a prime. So they go somewhere and come back out of the woods changed and better when they're home. Uh, they're all back at home at a convention, right? They're all better people. Now it, the movie starts literally, it's like a, uh, it's a reflection, like a mirror image of, of itself. itself. Right. Like it those starts are, with like a intro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Starts with an intro sequence where it's like, this is what galaxy yeah. quest. And then when it's, after 17 years, it's back. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, even the guy character is like now the security right. officer, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like everyone's more assured of himself, more confident. They love each other more, even though they started from this bad place. I'll tell you, though, that's not the part that makes me cry and makes my heart swell. Alan Rickman? It's by Grabthar's hammer, I will avenge Oh, my you. God. That's so, the tears. And that's that's a fucking, let's just 
gush about Alan Rickman for a moment. That's a mark of a great actor that you can make that ridiculous line and that ridiculous situation feel real and earned. And yeah. that's also credit to the writing. But and that's, you can yes. pivot immediately. Yeah. They can go, we need this comical tone where the danger is not very scary. Got it. Okay. Now we need it to really matter that you're dying Hate and make the audience line. cry. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it can do it immediately. It's, it's, <laughs> obvi- it's not just obvious that they're mocking Spock and Nimoy. Do you got Sigourney Weaver, Tony it's Shalhoub, a power Sam Rock. cast. It's also a yeah. lucky luck of the draw, like one right. of the best ensemble comedy yeah. casts ever. Because Sigourney yeah. Weaver had just finished doing big stuff and was right. like, in retrospect, and, yeah. it's weird now that she's honorarily always the sci-fi villain. Yeah. Watching it now, I'm like, She's gonna turn evil. She's gonna take over the ship for because like Cabin in the Woods, voice in uh, mm-hmm. Wally. She's always like the evil sci-fi queen now. It's well, funny. Uh, she's so good. it's also funny that she is. She there's a running gag, kind of like God. We were talking about uh, Louis C.K. a lot today, so it's in my head. But um, you know how Louis C.K. is always a cop, like yeah. in his act. Like yeah. it became a gag, not to the audience, but to like Hollywood. I guess not elites, right? But, to cast him, as a uh, make him a cop. It's funny. Uh, Sigourney Weaver has a thing with uh, computer sci-fi computers. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, people think it's funny to make her the voice of the ship. To make computer. her voice of the ship, and she in this role, she uh, specifically hates the like. I just repeat what is being said by the ship, which of course God, is such a good wink. Well, yeah, and there's there's what this movie does best that is legitimately the most probably the most impressive thing about it is that it is a parody. It's a loving parody, which you almost don't see. Like it is mm. clearly making fun of tropes of Star Trek in particular, and With really deep Star knowledge. Trek. Not they don't get anything yeah. wrong. They're gonna reference the red shirt thing. Blah but it, blah blah. Yeah. But it it's yeah. it's not to tear down, and it ends in a. There's that great Patrick Stewart quote where he talks about Galaxy Quest. He didn't want to see it at first because he thought it was gonna be not just making fun of the show, but making fun of the fans and fandom. And, and he the didn't idea want to of do being that. hopeful and yeah. the utopia. Yeah. And then he got dragged to it, and he was like, "Oh, this is actually really like." And he wound up calling some of his former cat. I think it was he called like Riker on the phone and was like, "You really ought to see this because it's it's an actual number like, one. Yeah, you must see this film." <laughs> Freaks, so freaks. <laughs> engage with AMC yeah. number one. But uh, yeah, it's 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 like a that's what was so was such a nice moment for me seeing this as like because I was like had just this is what ninety nine so yeah. I was like yep. fucking twelve or thirteen when I saw this Baby. was like seeing like a a movie that didn't make fun of me. That was the first time I saw a movie that talked about fandom and didn't make fun of me for being a fan. Although, it never once has this yeah. like, I mean, the I guess, nerds still have that pastiche of like late Mom, 80s nerds that do... were making fun of but the fact that they're nerds, honest. but they do become heroes Yeah, through being plucky and courageous. And I also think we should mention how genius the central conceit that we haven't brought up yet that fuels the like core of the movie that if you're gonna, it's brilliant. If you're gonna make this movie, you want to comment on Star Trek, and you don't want to insult it too much. The alien race's technology is built on episodes of Star Trek, so the real actors can be in a Star Trek ship, commenting on how you know. I never thought about it because we were just filming a TV show, but now that we're fighting for our lives, this is a poorly designed ship. Yeah, the system is, makes no. Why sense. would you make this? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, why would the oh, timer always end at this one? This is second? bad writing. Because uh, that's how it ends. It ends at one second. That's when you stop the yeah. explosion. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's uh. Why? Yeah. Why is there a giant chopping blade? <laughs> yeah, this, this is bad writing. I, she hates the writers and. Yeah. She, of course she hates the writers because all that they never gave her anything uh, to do. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie, the way she delivers that. This is bad writing. Yeah, like exactly. The, the the tone, the timber of her of her scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we each give a favorite line? I'm I'm going first because I might claim yours. It's Tony Shalhoub saying. <laughs> yeah, mine was Tony Shalhoub. Really? Yeah, that would actually be, it, that, uh, that was a hell of a thing. Gonna, that was a, yeah, or. I've got an idea. I'm going to do something <laughs> before he just manipulates the, it does. He, ex- he doesn't get high explicitly in the movie, right? Uh, but he's, I actually have, but uh, he's playing it high. Behind that. I knew I was trying to get he's it out. Popcorn yeah. for like a third yeah. of it. <laughs> my favorite. Well, I think next to that, one of my favorite lines is Tony's is like, 
when they find the brilliant sphere and he like turns to his team of the people who did all the work and he's like really good job you guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's really like yeah you guys are great you know like, uh, he's the only one aliens. who immediately is on board with yeah. everything <laughs> Like from the get go, yeah. like everyone freaks out when they come out of the uh, the mm-hmm. tel- the transportation goo, and he's like, "That was awesome!" Yeah. Yeah. Like he has, there's nothing that can be thrown hey, at him that he finds a problem. With. Tony Shalhoub should get way more roles like that. Like <sighs> Monk is comical. But he should be in fucking Will Ferrell movies and shit. I just, like, I think Tony Shalhoub should be dry. in broader comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Let him be dry. Yeah, He's so funny. So the fact that behind this is that. Um, Originally, loops high all there's the time. two <laughs> moments in the film which uh, they couldn't cut out uh, when they first did the they they shot it. They edited it. They were like very confident that it was going to be PG-13 and everything was going to be fine. <clears throat> and this was one of the films that it was right at the uh, crux of the MPAA having a lot more power than it normally had because everyone became wise to the idea that rated R films do not make money if you can make it PG, which is now why uh, Captain America never shoots anybody or hurts anybody. Anytime there's a murder... Well, it's just like you said, it's the cartoonization of violence. You never get to see blood. He throws his shield so hard and it impacts with someone's skull that there is no question that person is dead. We just don't acknowledge it or see it or dwell on it. My favorite one is uh, Total Recall... The new reboot with Colin Farrell is um, there is a lot of murder because the thing that it's trying to mimic had is Verhoeven was right filled with murder yeah filled with murder you can't a, a hard reboot R. of Verhoeven uh, without so a bunch but of the way violence. they got around <laughs> it is every time he like shoots something as the bullet would like go into the brain of the person it cuts away uh, so you never actually witness you see a bunch of murders happen and you know that the murders are happening it's just a uh, editorial like disguise but if you watch the movie and think about it while you're watching it going like how many people have i actually seen die right you don't see anybody and i don't want to point out that we're not saying because i think it can come off as like i want more bloody headshots in my movies sure. why didn't i see no. it but if you're gonna bring up the topic <laughs> this is why i was talking with adam about call of duty world war ii on one upsmanship and one of our main points of contention was I said it was obliged to include more information about the Holocaust itself, which it glosses over. And he said it's not because it's just a game and they can focus on whatever they want. My point is, yes, but if you're making a bunch of money off of the backs of the story of the thing, it's bizarre to ignore the moral core. And he's like, well, they didn't want you to see starving people in the death camps and shit because it would be depressing. And I'm like, it should be depressing because it's about the Holocaust. Right. So I just... If you're going to do... If you're going to cash in. Total Recall, and you're going to say, it's about this guy in this bind we want you to take seriously. He finds out his wife is like someone he doesn't even know, and she wants him dead, and he has to brutally murder her. It should feel rough. It should feel impactful. Yeah, It should feel like the Verhoeven movie. That was something Verhoeven's always... We will cover the original Total Recall. It rules. (laughs) I would would love to just talk about Paul Verhoeven for like 90 minutes. We talked to... We actually did Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is coming out soon. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Not to cut you off, but I just want to get out just like the factoids themselves going back to Galaxy. Oh yeah, you have a good Shalhoub fact. Well, there's the two moments in the film where they ran out of money after they were like, all right, you get an R and they were like, wait, what? And they're like the studio wants it to be a PG 13. And here are the two moments, one of which, uh, they didn't have money to go back and reshoot and they didn't undo, uh, like we, they didn't have money for like CG to like mask it out is, um, the first one is you'll, I forget what she says, but, uh, scrawny weaver right at the tail end of the, you know, the hammers and the axes, mm-hmm. uh, she drops an F bomb and they clearly dub it over in ADR. Uh, and it, she says, I forget what she actually says. Okay. But like forget you instead or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, a freaking or a freaking or something yeah. like that. But it's so obvious that she says fuck in her lips. <laughs> like there's no way around it. So it's bad. Read but the lips. other one fuck. is that as they come out of the transportation goo on the first time before the popcorn, Tony Shalhoub, they had a uh, practical smoke 
Because they're cut he a hotboxed his goo. He hotboxed oh his my. goo, which is a great joke. That's a great that joke. Is a wonderful. Because joke. there's a sh- there's a deleted scene where he like lit up right before they went. Yeah. Because at the convention, he's, he's the type of dude who's just like going like, to be high at the panel. Be high. Yeah. So he lit up before he went, not knowing that he would be covered, encased in this intergalactic. But goo. I do love the idea that if you're like encased in goo, hurtling through space, and you could, you know, this is could easily be your death moment, right? You're like. Well, I am holding a joint. Yeah. He's holding a joint. Like, I'm, I'm seeing the so, universe. I may yeah, as well be yeah. high for it. And they couldn't get rid of the smoke moment. coming out, and you can still witness it in the uh, final cut. That's wonderful. So it's canon, because the smoke's on screen. The smoke's Shalub on screen. is high, motherfucker. Yeah, oh, he's high. <laughs> one other Easter egg is if you pause at exactly the right moment when the aliens first come to Tim Allen's house to pick him up, mm-hmm. you see his penis. I think really? You do, you do. He he bends down to get something off the ground, and With he's wearing a robe, robe yeah. and you see through the robe, you see it's the silhouette of Tim Allen's penis. Like so, the shadow nice. through the yeah. silk robe? Yeah. No, not the shadow. Like the like he is bent over and you see his penis <laughs> hanging, but it's it's in shadow. But it's it is not it is not like it is the black like there's a straight line of sight yeah. to his dick. Tool time. <laughs> yeah, I, damn it, I was gonna make the joke. It was like, and if you really slow it down, he looks to camera directly and goes, <laughs> "Well, snorting coke." No, my favorite is always, "I don't think so, Tim." Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's great, man. What other movies do you love that you can see people hanging dong in? Yeah, that's the only one. I feel uh, like, the... did you find that? I did. Yourself, that yeah, was an organic yeah, find. That, that was something I, I thought eye. I noticed, and then rewound and was like, "That is Tim Allen's penis." Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fu- and yet I believe it's a PG you. thirteen, yeah. and it's a PG thirteen. It's film. just a split second. Yeah. You really got to freeze frame it if you want to get a good idea. Tiny of how amount Tim of Allen's dong. dong looks. But Allen dong. Allen on. Allen dong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Getting back to the what makes this movie great is not just the perfection of like the fact that we, we talked about the arcs all are rounded up in perfect form uh, and the writing's superb and the jokes are all like pretty greatest hits. Um, I think the movie gets not as much... Like, if you listen to the podcast and or if you know me, I usually am very uh, critical of comedy, cinematography, and direction. Uh, from like the camera point of view, mm-hmm. just because uh, they don't spend a lot of time doing anything other than right. like, well, here's the funny face, show it. And that's something that I do all the time. I mean, like I directed Agents of Cracked and a bunch of crack stuff. A lot of times I would be like, I want to flex my director's muscles. But then I always, always, always just go like, no, sometimes you just show medium shot of Michael Swaim's face because that's where the funny is and the audience isn't really here to be like, Oh, look at how interesting that shot is. But that's why we ended up doing a ton of episodes that were genre parody. Right. Because, because we wanted to, to have that. fun. Yeah. yeah. And so we did what we did. But, uh, this movie, I think it's a lot of credit because it's not mockery of like, or it's not like ingenuity or innovation in terms of cinematography. It's a very, you know, transparent, like normal. it's also not shot like star Trek. They don't no. ape Star Trek. They don't ape Star Trek at, at no. all. But what it does ape is it apes sci-fi in a really unique way. And and by that I mean, uh, look no further than like the the rock sequence where the the mm. rock monster is fighting uh, Tim Allen. The way that they shoot that is from a lot of the point of views of the shots are from someone who's like watching a set. Or watching or gladiatorial combat. Like if you were to like uh, a lot of behind the scenes photography mm-hmm. and stuff like that of like um, the like. So, yeah, not like not combat, but like how you shoot combat. If you were to take a camera and look at how we uh, not put the camera where it's supposed to be when you shoot like gladiators. Right. It has a behind the scenes. But feel. have a camera that has a camera off to the side, it, right. off to the side. Everything is very removed from it. And it's usually not in the dialogue scenes. Those are just normal. But all the action, all the way down to the final sequence where he shoots the... Uh, uh, big bad alien. Big bad alien. Do you think that's to make the danger seem less threatening? To I the think kiddies? it's to make it make you feel like you're a part of a convention uh, where you're witnessing like kind of the the gritty details of... Okay. Uh, yeah. Of, of that. And I like I, I think it's usually by choosing to be 
uh, high camera angles make them wi- a lot wider. High, wide, and stupid. It's yeah, high, wide, and stupid. Sometimes. Well, sometimes yeah, in comedy they call it because it gets everything. But it's a good. Um, it's a good. It's it's an efficient shot. Right. It's a shot that includes as much as you can for you know uh, as close as you can. Do you guys? I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but all good points, Abe. I don't disagree. That's all. Yeah, I was wondering if I never thought about that. Either of you compare this movie ever with Coneheads? Mm, because I, Coneheads is even earlier, and I think this movie owes a lot to Coneheads. Writing wise, yeah, and and tone wise, and Coneheads is not structured as well, and the jokes aren't as good, and the cast isn't as good. Although Lithgow and Jane Curtin are both phenomenal, but. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah. I watched Coneheads, but I was a very young child. And it's been 10, 15 years, so I could watch it again. I watched it a few (laughs) I watched it a few years ago. But it, yeah, I mean, I'd say that, uh, you know what? You know what they both share is they both share the the similar reverence for the thing that they also love. Like, Mm, so they're both sci fi's, and they both take jabs at, like, Kind of like how you're saying at the top of this podcast, how like it or you were saying, Robert, yeah. that it was like um, we were making jokes about nerds or just the idea of being uh, a fan of sci-fi, but it did it in a genuine way. Coneheads is the same thing where they'll make a joke and they'll write uh, they'll write a joke or have a ser- sequence of dialogue where it's very clearly you're supposed to laugh at how silly the family is for not knowing, for example, like how humans work. Yeah. But ultimately it's endearing and it's not like to be laughed at as much, but to be laughed like, Oh, this is cute. You know, like, and I think that the same thing happens with all the way down to Tony Shalhoub being high is like, Oh yeah, that's just one character's take. But ultimately tonally, like you said, uh, Michael, I think that they share a lot in the writing. I have to make a correction or people will flip out. I said John Lithgow just because the Jane Curtin, John Lithgow, Third Dan Rock Aykroyd. Connection. It's Dan Aykroyd. I know that. Yeah. Shut up, everyone. <laughs> John Lithgow's also good. I, like, I, I go back and forth on who my favorite performance in this. Like, Tony Shalhoub is the easy one, both because of that was a hell of a thing, and you know, it's the simple things in life you treasure, which are <laughs> yeah. probably the two best line deliveries of that movie. <laughs> but Alan Rickman goes so hard in this movie. Yes. Like, he yeah. is committed to this character yes. in a way that's like really like praiseworthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it would have been so easy to still do a good job and not go as far as he goes. You know, Alan Rickman got his break very late in life and came to acting for film very late in life. And I think you can see the gratitude he has for the roles he gets to do. Like again, mm-hmm. Snape doesn't have to be as well acted as no. Snape was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan Rickman loves loved to act and it showed and he, i like that yeah and he famously is super anti-method so no to all you fucking method actors out there this grab thar hammer shit he didn't pretend to be an alien to get into that moment he didn't have to do any of that shit he just did his job as an actor and nailed it 200 <laughs> yeah. uh and i have you guys either of you guys read uh the two leonard nimoy books no. no. Uh, they're titled yeah. I Am Not I am Spock, Spock and I Am Spock, I am Spock yeah. which is the entirety of the arc of this character, right? Like, it starts off as he despises Grabthar's hammer, and then he, by the end, is <gasps> That's loves. true. Yeah. I didn't realize how much his arc is the a community. direct Leonard Nimoy reference. It's also right. a yeah. Patrick of Stewart thing, because if you look into Patrick Stewart, he was pretty, he was not uh, 100% in on he being a part of this He did not think it would last longer show. than a yeah, exactly. I gotta say, I get why. Like, Patrick yeah. Stewart is one of our finest actors and can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um so I I'm I'm I understand why he was worried. I don't want to just be Captain Picard, but he did. He broke out of that. No, no, I'm not. He's Richard the fucking yeah. third. You know, yeah. like well, yeah, but that's what that's what I'm saying. I think what what part of what uh, Rickman embodies in this is that early Patrick Stewart. I am an actor. I am like a like that is what I want to do is right. act, and I'm right. a little bit like this is going to pay the bills for a while, but this is not going to be a thing that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. And, and then I in think, season seven, you wonder, oh, is this the only thing I will be known for yeah, after I die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if you've got to be known for only one thing, There Are Four Lights TNG. is a pretty good one, man. TNG's yeah. good, yeah. And, uh, well, obviously Alan is, what's his face? Kirk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shatner. yeah. Shatner. He's a great, and he, he Shatner's the hell out of it. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, Dan just uh, recommended on Daily Zeitgeist, and I'm going to amplify that recommendation. Shatner's spoken word album, which he collaborated oh, on with yes. ben, ben Folds, Folds and Joe Jackson, yeah. is fucking awesome. Are you talking about uh, uh, Has Been? Has Been. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my God. I haven't heard it. And it's like a PTA casting or yeah. a Coen Brothers casting where it's like, he didn't bring genius to it. Uh, he allowed Ben Folds and Joe Jackson, two musical geniuses, to handle him, and yeah. they used him exactly correctly. The right way. Well, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's his cover of Common People is, and I love yep. the original, but I think his cover's better. Like, yeah. there's violence in his And the voice. title track is amazing, yeah. Yeah, it's and has been's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the the same, exp- the same uh, I, I, I don't think, it's not, it's not Werner Herzog, but it's like his collaborator one of her Klaus Kinski not Klaus you mean a director <laughs> yeah collaborator. Uh, collaborator wouldn't be the right word for yeah. Klaus Kinski no 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 they had guns <laughs> like, yeah. they Demon, shot each other yeah. Demon that haunted his life uh, he produced a version of Edgar Allan Poe's uh, The Raven The Raven okay. and cast uh, for the audiobook uh, Christopher Walken and it is so fucking perfect huh Nevermore. <laughs> yeah. Nevermore. Plutonian Shaw. Sure. I was just going to say that no one should have tried to do the Raven after the Simpsons clearly <laughs> nailed it, but no. Yeah, right. <laughs> For right. too long, these <laughs> country bears have been a thorn in my paw. <laughs> and thus the spoke the Raven. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sometimes casting is 100% of the work. Well, and that, getting back to Galaxy Quest, we can talk about, like, there's so many great actors and actresses in this. I mean, like, it's, it's a power cast, but one of the things that's best about it is the whole all of the lesser characters are not just great but like exceptional like the the all of the aliens in the background all of the the kids at convention like it is some of the best minor role casting that i've ever seen aliens rip your heart out they're so good naivete is handled perfectly like the fact that star wars is trying to get (laughs) that the fact that star wars is trying to capture that cute dollar with the porgs i'm like the aliens in Galaxy Quest were way cuter, and yeah. they were humans. Yeah, and it's the things they did, and the way they said, and the oh. way they walk, the way they, <laughs> they the, walk, like they half waddle, yeah, because yeah, they don't uh, know how to use. We our are body. the last of them. <laughs> when they <laughs> find out they've been the deceived, fact that they've been the yeah. sound of pain, that the comes sound of pain, them. but it's also so just honest. like how they kind of are like we are the last of our own kind because he destroyed our planet, and they realize that classic. And yeah. Tim Allen like. All right, let's get home. And then he hears that, and he immediately is like, "Well, then we're going to the. That, we got to do this. We got to do this thing." And yeah. he's like, "Well, there." Which is funny. No offense, I would still be like, "I'm just an actor. Gotta go. We should go home and negotiate with the Earth's government or something." Yeah. <laughs> There's but, like military people who right. might be more useful. NASA. <laughs> yeah. I, I one of my favorite scenes. I love that's like one of those fourth wall breaking moments. I think what's the name of the helmsman? Is it Luruda? Um, Helms, oh, Naruto. I think Naruto. One th- Punch Man. One Punch Man. <laughs> uh, but when he's practicing, uh, at, like mimicking what he was doing as right. a boy to drive quickly. Oh and then yeah. They, and then they go through the minefield and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful like. Oh yeah, you have to think like an alien in yeah. order to like think they took every moment and that's endearing to yeah, the alien their literalism. Itself. They're yeah. so literal that they were like, well, you turn left and it turns the machine left. And it gives you the delight, which is something that is missing from so many sci-fi movies. Cause your characters are just hardened space travelers at the beginning. Right. There's also the like October sky feeling of the, these people start as not astronauts and then they become astronauts. So on top of all the other layers, a good adventure, like Star Trek references, you get like the awe of going into space feeling. I love movies that have that feeling yeah, too, yeah. where it's like yep. this guy who was a kid and pretended to be an astronaut gets to be a real astronaut. That makes me excited on his behalf. Isn't it refreshing to see like an actual narrative excuse for a reason that this group of people are like, special than like cut to a movie i still like guardians of the galaxy where yes there's a reason why he can hold the infinity stone chris pratt but star lord ultimately it's just like yeah we learn after the fact that he's a special guy because of his blood and he was like so many movies he's just the hero because 
the movie never lets him get hit by a bullet. He just lives. Well, it's just movie. a it's that classic trope of he has superpowers He's because Kurt Russell's boy. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like, like in Die Hard, another movie I fucking love, obviously, Die Hard. Did you say Kurt Russell? Yeah. 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 But it is still funny that uh, your John McClane's main ability is people happen to miss him when they shoot at him. Like, that's how he lived. But here, it's <laughs> Not like, all the time, though. It's, no, but when he's running across yeah, the rooftop yeah. in his bare feet, okay. it, there's a long sequence of an AK-47 trailing him by a few feet. It's like, yank that barrel to the right, dude. You got him. You got, the right. In yeah. defense of that scene, everyone who's an actual war hero is that way because the people shooting at them happen to miss. Like, That's true. like that, 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 that is the reason war heroes exist. Yeah, right? otherwise they would <laughs> yeah. be dead heroes. Yeah. Or the people shooting at them happen to not have killed someone and had a moment of hesitation, yep. and they were already dead inside, so they killed them quickly. Yeah. Yep. But in this movie, they're all special boys, because uh, to use a Cody term, he calls... Star Wars, you know, there is a special boy in my Cody voice. Uh, okay. But uh, in this movie, it's because the historical documents were the source material right. for everything it's on perfect. the ship. It's well, perfect. and it, it's also, I also love that there's a moment, like one of the things that is like part of the hero's journey that you often don't see or isn't really present in most mo- most movies, period, or most action-y movies like this, is a moment where the hero has a legitimate chance to refuse the call which they get in this, mm-hmm. and they decide to do the heroic thing right, and right, save right. these people. That is not like common. Like Usually it's like, oh, nope. if I don't take this, I'm going to get murdered, or I'm going to get killed. Like, no, you, you just go back home. It'll be fine. Right. Like, you don't have, have to option. do this. It's yeah. less common these days. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's especially, it's uh, also it comes straight from what you should do. I mean, this is taken straight from like Save the Cat or... Sid Field's screenplay, which I'm looking at right now. Um, or Robert McKee's story. How Act 2 lands, how Act 3 starts. And so often we have a epidemic right now of our Act 2 break, or Act 3 break essentially being, well, just things escalate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not No therefore, just <laughs> right, no, right. no but, just and. Yeah. No, a lot of movies coming out now could go do well to look at Galaxy Quest and just be like, ah, I guess it's not that hard to create an arc that ends satisfactorily. We yeah. should copy this. In, <laughs> in defense of Guardians of the Galaxy, that's one of the things James Gunn does that I like, is like even fucking Taserface gets like a little arc. Like it's not, yes. not the ideal. The second one felt wildly more rushed and confused than the first one. Yeah. And I think that's probably not his fault so much as it is like, the Marvel production system is getting and is seeping into guardians. You know, right. that's why the first one in new Marvel franchises can be exciting. And then the second one, almost invariably you're like, Oh yeah, it feels like Marvel now. They yeah. Did it. And it, and that's the thing. My, one of my big issues with the Marvel movies is that there's so many characters that are just there so they can do cool thing, but they're not sure. characters. They're like a vessel for, I want to see a guy do this. Like even Spider-Man homecoming was slightly fresh, not I, super fresh, but slightly fresh. And I'm sure the next one, he'll be very much just back in line as part of the Avengers or whatever he needs to do. It's because they're action mm-hmm. figurines. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I just recently watched... So are Star Trek characters, man. Mm-hmm. No! No. Like, that, no, like, no, I mean, uh, they're millions of action figures of Star Trek oh. characters. Oh, that's that's sold. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, yeah. They are monetized by the same system in the but, same way. We were just at Alex's place, and he's got an O'Brien doll on a shelf. Oh yeah, the Colm- <laughs> oh you mean like Colm- oh yeah that that's that's Dave's particular fest. That's Dave's, Dave. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole bat fills everything. David with Bell's Colm- bathroom is entirely Colmini, wall to wall meaning, wall to wall meaning. One of them's just his face, yeah. like that. One of them looked and it looks like um fucking layer cake era yeah. Colmini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Colmini's on a new show called Hell on Wheels that he's getting a lot of rave reviews for. I was like, Dave, you love Colmini. You seen Hell on Wheels? He's like, is he playing Officer O'Brien in it? Because no. It's uh, specifically that O'Brien kicks ass. See, uh, he's fine as O'Brien, but I, I think my favorite Colmini moment is him beating the shit out of James Bond. Just destroy yeah, just going and, to town. And in a very, it's one of my favorite fights because it's like a real fight. Like it's not choreographed. Right. It's just a no, man who's comfortable with fest. violence yeah. damaging another person. <laughs> yeah, like, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a joke about how Brian O'Brien is the least characterized character. I don't think... We shouldn't hold Dave accountable to be like, you really think O'Brien's the best character? I'll think, be I'll like, let, no, no, no. I'll let joke. Dave speak it's for a himself. Joke. Yeah. I'll let him speak for himself. But yeah, he is a beloved character and Dave is a beloved friend. So yeah. We'll let that, 
Yeah, man. We'll let that lie. Yeah. Well, I don't really final have thoughts on GQ. Guys, guy, we, we should say a little bit more about Guy, because that's, that's a Fieri? role. Fieri? No, he's no, great. Sam no, Rockwell. we're done with Guy Fieri. <laughs> Sam Rockwell in this movie. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That could have that been, would have been easy to make that character annoying, would have been easy to make him a one-time yeah. joke, and instead, that's one of my favorite things in the movie is that you've got this guy who kind of elbows his way into a gig because he had the minorest role he could have had and he's like nothing and nobody Mm. and And now the consequences far outweigh anything you could have possibly imagined episode 81 (laughs) (laughs) but i died in episode 81 but then he, he rises to the occasion and he like makes himself a part of this thing in a way that feels real and earned yeah. and everything like that i guess that's like at the end of the day that's what i like about this movie is that everything that happens the movie earns the movie earns oh totally they're very judicious they and also he... use him sparingly because they know that he's not as the arc is simpler yeah not as deep as right sigourney weaver's arc so we show him slightly less so you mm-hmm. don't get sick of him everything yeah. is the right amount. And I love movie. the scene with Tony Shalhoub where he's like, no, you are not the, the sidekick who dies. Maybe you're the, uh, the quirky, the plucky comic, plucky relief. comic yeah. relief, which is what his role yeah. is. Right. In the of movie, course. Yeah. Right there. It, it's also got they one of my, use them sparingly. One of my favorite, maybe my favorite variations on a really common joke, the vehicle of some sort has a long, slow scrape, like an right, agonizing yeah. minor damage yes. thing. That's just, and yeah, that, that scene. Where a starship like, trying to dock is the <laughs> ultimate version of that. You can't do a better version yeah. of that joke. All you can do is a bigger starship dock. Yeah. So like that's, they got it. Yeah, they, it's, they it's, it's great. It's, it's better a great... than a car or a boat or yeah. anything like that. And yeah. once again, the aliens aren't mad about it. No. They're just enduringly They assume it's because positive. they fucked up on the ship yeah. but then you can cute. cut inside yeah. the you can cut inside the space station and hear the echoing booming <laughs> fact of your car getting scratched against the garage right. door essentially which which i thought i thought was a really effective choice i mean just going back to the alien race again um when he's being tortured how he phases in and out of, of his true form his true form yeah. as an octopus animal alien person thought very thoughtful yeah i thought it was really like that that gets you more than most like torture scenes yeah and because not only are you in like they're endearing and you like them and you don't want to seem to hurt but they like like, you so much they try to look like you and then it viscerally reminds you that's not even what they look like like yeah yeah. (laughs) and then of course juxtapose that with guy's commentary on when tony shalhoub and Jane Doe bone, and he's just like, ah, that's not right, because <laughs> there's tentacles thing. going everywhere. And I love Tony Shalhoub, like the transportation guy, yeah. looks yeah. at the tentacles and just goes like, I'm fine with this, yeah. basically. I'm on board. He just does a single solitary look of like, sure. <laughs> there's also there's a one of the things. I guess this is actually in line with TNG, but I think you can tell a lot about a writer, a director, a society, by how often torture is shown as a positive thing. And I think in American cinema and movies, the vast majority of torture is a good thing. Or at it least... It is the hero doing it. It's efficacious. Yeah. Or surviving uh, it. Yeah. Or, well, no, no. I, no, I, think, I think more movies, than that, you see a hero right. do... Because if you put a gun to someone and demand an answer, that's torture. Under the legal definition of torture, right. that's But I would torture. argue that our media says... More than that, it's good that it gets the job done, that it yeah. will get results. Like, it might be unfortunate that Taken Guy has to torture this dude, but it did get him to his daughter, who's innocent. But that doesn't happen in the real world. No. Right? That's not. And yeah. I, I like that in both the Four Lights episode, which is I, in my vote for best TNG episode, mm-hmm. is fucking the two-parter there where Picard gets, there are four lights! Yeah. Like, great episode. And I, I th- this is like a, like, a, this is not a deep you know, soul searching movie, but I like that torture is shown as viscerally despicable. Yeah. Like it, it gets a reaction out of you. See, I it. wonder if that would be seen as unpatriotic today. If that, that scene, if it came out. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of, cause I, yeah. there's often our heroes are tortured and it's kind of like a flip side of what you're saying is like in something like yeah. a casino Royale yeah. or something where like, he's going to brave yeah. the torture. Rope it is to brutal, yeah. but it's like, because he's better than the he torture, can survive right. the torture. Here, the torture is meaningless. Yeah. It's just to inflict pain, and that is never really shown in movies. Other like, it, it, especially in a comedy. Not comedy. Yeah. There's plenty of movies about 
just nowadays you're torturing right 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 i mean horror movies yeah Yeah, but yeah yeah. yeah. but not a family-friendly three-act four-quadrant comedy yeah Yeah. about a beloved character it's ahead of its time as far as like we laud pixar for like wow up Mm-hmm. You really managed to rub death in kids' faces, <laughs> right. but it wasn't like an R-rated, like dark exercise. You did it in a loving way. You were like, "I'm sorry, death is a thing you'll yeah. have to face." Good for you. Galaxy Quest does it too. You're right. Like mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest has heavy themes handled in a way where your kids can see it and they're not scarred, but they understood the theme. Yeah, that's a hard line to yeah. pull off. Genocide bad. We should stop it. Torture bad. Good guys mm. don't do it. Yet yeah, without showing stock footage of yeah. real genocides, or, where your kid would be like, I cannot process this. <laughs> yeah. They're minors. Yeah, they look yeah. like the three years old. No, minors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many good lines in that movie. <laughs> Uh, also, that joke is used in "I Love You, Daddy" as well. That's true. Oh, she says you can't fuck my daughter; she's a minor. And he says, "What does she mind?" And he, but in that, it's like, "Shut up, you old rapist! You know what he meant." Well, <laughs> in you're being it's just flip not, about this. I mean, this isn't the. We don't need to give any more lip service, but it's just that this. The reason the Galaxy jo- uh, Quest joke is so much better is that it folds in narratively. Right. Mm-hmm. It 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 works on. The multiple levels that it's pointing out and calling attention to are necessary for the story. Are are these we need to know as an audience member at this time in the script? Are those going to be the minors? Are they right. going to help? Are they going to turn into sharp little pointy things like guy says? Their teeth all right. They're going to turn bad somehow, yeah. even though they're cute. And oh, look at the the one of them's hurt, you yeah. know, and they feast upon his flesh. You know, it's like uh, juxtaposing the horrible nature of that uh, in a comedic way, which is exactly like you said, like what Up would do or like a Pixar movie or universal family comedy. And I was even I think it's even subtler, so it didn't get called out a lot. But the girl in Inside Out has clinical depression. And I think that's an important topic for a kid's movie to cover as well. See, I was just frustrated by that. Re- how so well you, your dad's rich and you get to live in san francisco chill okay out. there's a huge <laughs> privilege aspect but i feel like you gotta know clinical depression yeah, 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 hits. No, no, no. i'm not I'm being saying, fair to the girl uh no all are true like yeah it's really uh privileged oh there's a form of depression where your life is easy enough that you have the privilege to sit around being depressed that doesn't make it not suck. Depression still sucks. But mm-hmm. that's a different podcast we do. Yeah. All Tales <laughs> from the true. Pit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also should be said, pretty, pretty cool looking aliens. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. All the effects. Yeah. Oh, all the practical. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. the actual suits that uh No, the, the tentacle. The oh, the bad guy. Yeah, the, like the insect bad Also, the bad true guy. form of the friendly mm-hmm. aliens, I think, is pretty, it holds yeah. up. It's a good puppet. Yeah. Yeah, those those two are puppets. The uh, miners, rock monster the rock the monster, and the miners are CG. Which yeah. that really that surprised me how well the CG holds up. Because I can't. The rock really... monster is aged the most, but it's not glaringly bad. Yeah, yeah. it's watchable. It's not like Snake Plissken and Escape from L.A. Harry Potter one has worse CG in it, and there was way more money involved, and it came way later. So yeah, yeah that that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why that's true. I mean a a. A creature made of boulders that are just big, brown, round objects is very smart for that era of CG. I think they chose very carefully what they were going to CG. And that's why it holds up. I think that's why I'm most impressed with the the miners because they have, like... They're kind of they humanoid. Have features, they, they have yeah. sharp teeth. There's close-ups. Yeah. And that know? was on my most recent rewatching. That was the scene I expected to not work. You expected the like, miners to at least look yeah, shitty, but yeah. they don't. Yeah. But no, it, it works. It holds rock, up. rock, yeah. rock. Yep. <laughs> All right, Great. so go watch it again right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode's now as long as the Magnolia episode. Hey. Two equally serious movies. Yeah, yeah. two great films. <laughs> uh, Robert, in case people are only listening to this episode, can you remind us where we can find you online? Uh, I am at Drug War Correspondent on Twitter, and that is the only place you can find me right now. Abe's at Abe the Mighty on Twitter. I'm at Swam underscore Corp. And we've been Small Beans. 
This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!